1: Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hi, and welcome to another reloaded episode of Feel Good Habits. And I'm reloading my episode with Chloe Brotheridge, who is an expert in anxiety. Her book, The Anxiety Solution, is a resource that I clung to when I was really struggling. And as I'm publishing some of these revisited episodes towards the end of 2021, it felt appropriate to put Chloe back on your radar because she is such a calming, sensible source of good advice when it comes to managing mental health. And also really combating that low-level anxiety or even mid-level or high-level anxiety that a lot of us have been experiencing over the last 18 months or so with everything that has been going on in the world. As you would imagine, her feel-good habits are brilliantly calming, rational, sensible, soothing and really helpful, which is why I wanted to revisit them in this episode. So here she is again. I will put the links to her book, her social media, her online courses, her online free guided meditations and hypnotherapy, all of the things that she does because they are wonderful. I'll put all of those in the show notes, but here she is. It's Chloe Brotherhood sharing her feel-good habits on The Emma Gunn Show. Welcome back to the podcast, Chloe. How are you? I'm really well,
2: thank you. Thanks for asking. How are you?
1: Good. Really good, thank you. I think given the circumstances, trying to see every day as... Uh, A lovely opportunity to try something new and also stay calm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's an exercise in staying calm. It doesn't necessarily come naturally every day. It's something I'm definitely working on. But it's something that you have
1: devoted your career to. uh, Calmer you, um, the, the reason you and I met originally was because of your first brilliant book, The Anxiety Solution. Um, so I wonder, has this time, did you feel when you realised, oh, everything's got a bit real now, did you feel quite well equipped to navigate this period?
2: Yeah, I think a lot a lot of people have asked me, because I've spoken a lot about my own experiences of anxiety, have I become really anxious lately? Um, and I have to say, I think, for some people who've, who have a history of anxiety or experience anxiety, I think when there is a real crisis, sometimes those people are actually best best kind of prepared and actually okay. And it's the littler things in life that will trigger them. And I've actually, yeah, luckily been pretty okay throughout this, this period. And um, yes, yeah, so I feel very lucky for that. But um, definitely heard from a lot of other people that it's it's the most anxious time. they've ever kind of lived through so i think there's we're we're all experiencing it in different ways i think i
1: think the most important thing i've been saying to people who've been reaching out saying that they are feeling anxious for the first time or feeling more anxious than they've ever felt before is well that's a perfectly normal reaction to a pandemic
2: (laughs) yes yeah yeah yeah. i think however you're experiencing it is okay let's not let's not make ourselves wrong or beat ourselves up because that just adds a new layer of rubbish
1: (laughs) Exactly. But it made it made me think of you for feel good habits, because the idea of the show was to really um, share with listeners those tips and tricks that people use to fend off a bad mood, whether you can feel that dark, gloomy cloud gathering overhead, or, you know, just those mornings when you don't want to get out of bed, or also those, you know, those times when you feel like you're working so hard, and it feels as though the world is just working against you. And it's so hard to sort of keep a smile on your face and go, yes, I'm still here and I'm chipper. And you just seem like a perfect person to speak to because you are very good at these kind of strategies.
2: Good, good, good to know.
1: (laughs) Hopefully I am. (laughs) Okay, so how are we kicking off? What's your first feel good habit?
2: Yeah, so I think I want to just start off by saying that... um, sort of staying calm and staying positive is is definitely something I have to work on. I think people sometimes think, because I'm all about, yeah, helping people to stay calm, that I'm always calm and that's not the case. And actually I learned recently when I'd stopped a few habits, thinking, getting kind of cocky, thinking, I don't need to do this. I'm fine. Like I'm just flying. And then actually life started to catch up on me and I realized I actually do need things in place. And I think potentially we all need things in place because, modern life is not what we have evolved to deal with so we need to have these things in place um but I'll share the first habit and I hope I hope this is considered a habit but it's definitely something that I've been been doing a lot recently and that's um leading and and participating in sharing circles and I had never heard of this or done anything like this up until um last year when I was in a Like a, I think you call it a mastermind, where it's like a group of people in a similar job, so different coaches and things. And they were all from America. Um, And I think Americans are kind of, I don't know if they're further ahead in this sort of woo woo stuff. Um, But basically, every single week we had a sharing circle together in this mastermind. And it was about all of us on Zoom connecting, taking a few minutes to share. Things that we were struggling with, things that we were celebrating, which can sometimes be the, the hardest thing to, to even think about that or um think about it almost, I think, especially English people who have this sense of it's not good to celebrate yourself. It's not good to be, to be cocky or too yeah. full of yourself. Actually, it's okay to celebrate yourself. I've learned, and actually it's a good thing, and it's it's nice for other people and it's and it's good for us. So that's something that I've been incorporating into my life um over the last few months in particular so whether that's when I'm doing a a kind of a group program I have sharing circles as part of that but I've kind of brought different friends together from different kind of friendship groups and we've kind of formed this this sharing circle and we're getting together tomorrow actually to um, sit around and just ask ourselves a few simple questions one of them is how am I really and just knowing that it's okay to to answer in whatever way is true for you and then the question what is important to you right now and then what are you celebrating so this is I hope this is considered a habit but it's something that's made a massive difference to me and um yeah it really is helpful for that sense of connection I think when we can't see each other so much in real life particularly now
1: That's such a nice idea as well, because I definitely like my WhatsApp groups have become very active, but it's more, it's more just having sort of random conversations, but actually that's a really nice idea to kind of get together, uh, whether it's a WhatsApp group or a Zoom call or whatever it might be, and actually with a little bit of purpose, have something of a structure.
2: Yeah, I think um, I find quite often with friends, our conversations can be really amazing, but sometimes we don't actually get down to how we are really sometimes we'll be just chatting about what's been happening in life and the kind of the events of life and not really talking about how we are and so having that space to actually talk about how you are really um rather than a surface how are you I think is really valuable
1: that's a, those are great questions as well did you come up with those questions
2: yeah so the how are you really question comes from a book called the millionth circle by um Shinoda Bolan I think her name is and yeah so those questions as well were from uh, my mentor Nisha Moodley that I was working with last year so can't take credit for those questions but they're quite often used in sharing circles I understand yeah
1: oh I started following Nisha Moodley last year how
2: funny she's amazing she's amazing She's so
1: she, sorry did you say she's a
2: mentor yeah so she runs um a lot of retreats and she does the masterminds where people get together a lot of coaches and but actually in our group it was all sorts of different women from different um you know work work types and getting together and Nisha is just amazing at um facilitating and being and showing being an amazing example of what leadership is actually so I think that's what, what I took away from it
1: oh that's interesting I must admit I do like the idea of mentorships um, but I've never really fully explored any in my own life so it's really interesting do you feel like you get a real benefit from having that kind of relationship
2: yeah I think it's I think it's about having someone that's ahead of the curve or head, ahead of you in your career and knows things that you don't know that you can just ask questions. Um, I think that's invaluable. It's been amazing and, and having a group of people in the mastermind to kind of bounce ideas off each other and ask each other questions. I think it was amazing. Yeah.
1: Sounds really lovely. Okay. So does that lead us neatly into habit number two?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I hope it's neatly into it. Um, yeah. So This is something that I've only recently gotten into and I'm actually doing a course on it at the moment on Zoom. It's an American teacher. Um, It's something called the Sedona Method. And I don't know if you've heard of that.
1: I have. You're going to have to remind me.
2: Yeah. So it's um, obviously I can't kind of teach it to people, um, but I can explain the premise of it. And it's about I suppose the simplest explanation is it's about welcoming your feelings And this idea that much of the time, myself included, we have this tendency just to push down our feelings, particularly unpleasant feelings like anxiety or discomfort or anger, sadness, all these feelings that we tend to push down by staying busy, by distracting ourselves, by making ourselves wrong for feeling what we're feeling. And actually, in the Sedona method, the practice is just to say to yourself, could I welcome this feeling? And have this sense of um, kind of opening to what it is that you're feeling. Almost diving into the feeling. So diving into the anxiety, diving into the discomfort. And something really interesting happens when we do that. And um, in that, the feeling starts to disappear. Um, The feeling starts to get processed, as I understand it. And um, there's a lot of other steps in this kind of process to do with letting it go but there is something so powerful I think about just welcoming the feeling so I've been doing a lot of that myself I've noticed things coming up in terms of having just been cooped up with my partner for the last 13 or 14 weeks or wherever we're up to now and just the kind of like the irritation that I would normally just try and suppress but just giving myself a moment to, to feel it to welcome it and knowing that by doing that I'm actually processing it rather than you know just trying to shove it down and actually it's probably going to come up later mm. on in in snapping at him or being irritable if i don't if i don't allow myself to to feel it
1: it's interesting it's making me think about um i see a lot of people on twitter saying i wish people just would stop x or i feel triggered don't mention that to me again and i feel like you just can't close you can't close yourself off to those things you have to face them Mm. otherwise there'll always be there's always potential to come up against a a block or a barrier does that make sense
2: yeah I think um yeah I think we get so we're so scared of feeling our feelings we're so terrified of allowing ourselves to feel anxious as though if we let it in it's gonna be there forever and never leave but actually Mm. the opposite is true by suppressing it it never leaves by feeling it welcoming it then it can start to subside, or we just can change our relationship to it. We can realize, actually, I can handle this feeling. Um, another thing that they do in the Sedona method is to welcome wanting to let it go. So, can I just welcome this feeling of wanting to not feel anxious, for example? And and sometimes that can just be enough to stop that internal battle that can go on inside of us. I think sounds really gentle,
1: mm-hmm. but like it would, you'd get a lot of benefit from it
2: yeah yeah it's very it's very simple very very simple but definitely encourage people to to try it that's what i've been working on a lot recently Uh, the sedona method i'll definitely have to look that up i like
1: these are great habits chloe these are fantastic (laughs) i'm i'm digging these okay what is habit number three
2: okay so i've got like a game show host (laughs) behind (laughs) door number Um, three (laughs) Um, I've clearly got a lot of time on my hands maybe (laughs) like some people who don't have children I've got more time on my hands than before um so my third habit is qigong um which for people that don't know is a practice that comes from China it's thought to be around um 3,000 years old and it's what tai chi everyone probably knows what tai chi is Is what Tai Chi is based on. So Qigong is the the more ancient form of um, Tai Chi. And Um, I'm not an expert by any means. Um, I have done, you know, a few weekends course and that's it. But basically with Qigong, you can either do it physically or you can actually do it in your mind. And a way of doing it in your mind is to um, imagine your mind expanding out. I don't know if you can imagine that, if you think about that. If your mind expanding out, um, almost as if you can kind of imagine your mind going off into the horizon, I don't know if that makes makes sense and then you bring your mind back you sort of bring your attention back into your body and what they're doing in qigong is um qi is is like energy just think of qi as energy and um there's there's this idea that we if we are expanding our mind out we're, we're expanding our mind out and when we bring our mind back we're bringing qi back into the body so we're bringing good energy back into the body and Um, I was really skeptical about this. I kind of was slightly dragged along uh, on a course to to study it and thought it would be a waste of time and thought it was, you know, it couldn't be real. But I'm pretty convinced that it has helped in certain ways. Like, I feel like um, I haven't had a cough or a cold, for example, in the last two years since doing it. And that could be coincidence, but I've got a feeling that is linked to, to doing this kind of practice. So, I just do a bit of qigong every day as well.
1: Lovely. I like the idea of that, and it, I like the idea that you can you can either do it physically or you can practice it. It sounds a little bit like um, meditation.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think it's um, often people do it physically. I don't know if you've ever seen, I don't know if people do it in parks, but they're kind of reaching their arms out and gathering their arms back in. It's kind of a bit like Tai Chi in that way. I can't remember whether it, I can't remember whether Patrick Swayze was doing Chigung
1: or um, Tai Chi in Roadhouse, but definitely <laughs> one of the two. So I do know what it looks like.
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, yeah, but you can do it in your mind as well. You can do it in your mind. Yeah, so it's a it's type of meditation, I suppose, in that way um but it's interesting to me i think as a hypnotherapist it's you kind of learn as a hypnotherapist that the mind is so powerful and that actually we can change things just by what we focus on and where we put our attention and what we visualize and i think qigong's another example of that by you know we can use our minds potentially to to help us with our health or our immune system um so yeah it's just kind of solidified that that belief for me
1: yeah I know it's removed from that slightly but I remember I mean last time I saw you I was really struggling with anxiety and I remember you, you keep reading things or I would keep reading things that would that would say you know it's a choice you get to have a choice when you wake up in the morning about whether you'll have a good day or a bad day and it can be a really difficult process to shift that thinking but once you do get to a point where you go, no, do you know what, actually today I'm not going to feel like that and I'm determined to feel really good and you kind of, you live a bit more in the moment and you enjoy making the coffee, you do understand the power of the mind that if you leave it unchecked and it does have a tendency to veer like a, like a broken supermarket trolley to the left <laughs> into negativity, you can actually, you you can pull it back with just a few different steps. Not that I'm necessarily mm-hmm. saying that good mental health is a choice, but um, what you're saying about uh, how how you view the world and uh, the practice of the qigong and the mind and everything I think it's it really hammers ho- hammered home to me when I've been working on my own mental health that you do have a lot more power sometimes than you think you do
2: mm, definitely and I think I mean if we can believe that we have a choice that's an important belief that we can try and cultivate because if you believe that you don't you don't have any choice then you don't That's going to be true for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, it's not true that we always have a choice. There are so many different factors that can come into our, our mental health, but believing that we're not victims of our childhoods or our you know life circumstances, I think is quite an empowering idea if we can kind of tap into that. We can focus on things that can make us feel better in the moment. Yeah.
1: I love it. Right. Okay. I really am enjoying these habits. So I kind of don't want them to end, but we are going to have to move on to number four. (laughs) So
2: I... (laughs) um,
1: I'm already excited. So I had
2: three main ones and then I just had um, one kind of extra one, um, which is... um, I think I'm I'm getting into the habit of watching... (laughs) watching like online courses um so I've become kind of yeah having too much time on my hands clearly um more and more interested in in trying to um yeah use this time to learn something and so I've been doing different online courses and I think I'd definitely enrolled in online courses in the past but not necessarily had time to do them or not committed to them fully but now because I'm not commuting anywhere I feel like I have more time so I've been learning a few things like I did a writing course recently and so the habit might be to while I'm having my you know tea and breakfast in the morning to kind of watch a a video that I feel is somehow enriching my life I think um it's important to me to have this sense of always learning things that's one of my values so um, I'm trying to use the time in the morning to um learn something so online courses I guess is my new habit as well is
1: is there anything in, in particular that you for someone listening to this who's thinking gosh I've um watched a lot of tv during lockdown or I've done seven series of such and such in lockdown um have you got any advice for getting into it because I for example have been um fiddling around with skillshare which is very much that that kind of online courses and for lots of different things mm-hmm. and I really enjoy it and sometimes I'll do look at a course it's to do with entrepreneurship sometimes I'll look at one that's to do with tech because I as we were talking about before we started recording like had to learn how to become a sound engineer and an online tech expert in lockdown and then other times it's just like how to cultivate an indoor garden is there any if someone's thinking actually I really like this idea is there a way to ease your way in so you don't bamboozle yourself before you get too far
2: that's such a good point, and also want to say that I've also watched a lot of TV in lockdown. I'm not like constantly bettering myself. <laughs> a lot of Netflix has been watched. No judgment. Um, I think, I think if you can team up with someone else and do it t- together, I think that's more motivating. Um, I've been doing things with a friend we've both been doing a course together and then we might chat about it on whatsapp later or just check in with each other about how we're doing um some courses will have a live aspect to it so if there are kind of live things for you to get involved in sometimes that's a bit more motivating because you're you know you put it in the diary and it's more likely to happen for example um but I think with these sorts of things as well it's really important to not beat yourself up about if you fall behind if you don't you know do as much as you wanted just be really gentle with yourself because you know you're going to be doing the best that you can and you're really defeating the object of doing something positive for yourself if you then turn it into something to to beat yourself up about so yeah people shouldn't beat themselves up if they if they try and don't manage to finish them or whatever
1: Yeah. yeah you don't have to necessarily do it on the first try as well
2: Yeah, yeah. It's often these are things you can come back to and, and yeah, do it a year later or something. That's definitely what I've done. Exactly.
1: And also I can't let you go without talking about, and I was saying to you before we started recording, um, you and I recorded, and I'll put the link to the episode, uh, we recorded a show together about your book, The Anxiety Solution. And I really wanted to speak to you because at the time I was really... I mean, I had a full panic attack in, in your office because I had the the journey to get to you that day had been such a...
2: Um,
1: I'm terribly embarrassed even just thinking about it now. But you have this brilliant book and I have given it away so many times that I think I've bought four or five copies and I no longer have one in my home because I have lent it to people and it just never comes back to you. And so... If someone's listening to this and they maybe have experienced anxiety, are experiencing anxiety, or they know somebody who is, I just wondered if you could just give a little bit of a top line about that book, because I can tell everyone I love it till uh, I'm blue in the face, but I'd really just love to hear from you because obviously you created it.
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, So I wrote the book with um, younger women in mind. It addresses a lot of the things that we struggle with from, Comparison, to putting pressure on ourselves, to needing to be perfect, um, not feeling good enough, all these kind of themes that I found were very often at the root of anxiety for myself and for the people that I was working with. And um and it just includes lots of different tools and lots of different things to help you to shift your mindset. It's really simple things um, in there that you can incorporate into your life day to day. Um, and ways just to think about things differently so that you can feel calm and, and feel better about yourself so um, it's very practical and I hope relatable as well to 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 people um, and I've had my own issues with anxiety and panic attacks and that sort of thing so it's coming from that place as well yeah
1: you can really really tell as well because you're it's almost like I don't want you to have to feel it as badly as I did it, that really comes through it's like so you're okay you sort of you know it's lovely Mm. so um I will obviously put the link to that book and you have brave new girl as well which is all about confidence
2: yes yeah so I thought once we've once we've kind of got a handle on our anxiety then we can start to move out into the world and get better at saying no and stop being such people pleasers again all (laughs) coming from personal experience so it's kind of about about taking it to the next the next step and, and being more confident or well, maybe we should create another show around that at some point in the near future. Thank you. Yeah, I love that.
1: But those were great, great habits. Thank you so much for sharing them, listeners. Obviously, the links to Chloe, Chloe's brilliant podcast, Chloe's books will be in the show notes and all of the links to any courses or anything else that we think you might like to follow on from this. But Chloe, thank you so much for making a return to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I do hope you enjoyed it. I appreciate your time hugely. If you did enjoy it and you never want to miss an episode then please do hit the subscribe button wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. It's also where you get the opportunity to leave a five-star review and a rating for how you feel about the show. And I'd be so grateful if you wouldn't mind leaving one. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Or you can DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns. If you fancy chatting to me and thousands of other fellow listeners of the podcast, then click the link to join the Facebook forum. The link to join is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. You have to answer a couple of questions, but we cannot wait to see you there. Come over and join the conversation. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one.